The Introvert's Edge podcast was designed to create a dialogue around introversion, to stimulate a discussion around our disadvantages, how we overcome those disadvantages, and what we consider our introvert's edge. Together, we're finally going to confront the stigma around introversion, showing that we're not second-class citizens. We're just different, and we need to embrace that. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Introverts Edge and I'm, I have to say I'm ecstatic to introduce you to our next guest who is Tom Ziegler of the famous Ziegler Inc. Yes, Tom Ziegler's son is actually on the podcast today because he is an introvert and you know I, I love the fact that I'm introducing him because he, his father's videos, for a lot of people that know me well, I taught myself how to sell by watching YouTube videos and a lot of Zig Ziglar's videos are the ones that were so helpful in making me understand that sales was just a system that if I learned it and perfected it, I could master sales and you know, it really had a huge impact on my life. So Tom, I'm really ecstatic to, to welcome you to the show. Thanks for, thanks for joining us. You bet. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Now, Tom, you have quite an interesting story because your father, very extroverted, one of the most well-known people in sales, and yet you're an introvert and, and took hold of the company at a period of time, took charge, and really have, have led it from strength to strength. But I'd, I'd love to hear a little bit about your story, you know, maybe perhaps your upbringing, and, and how, how you transitioned into the power CEO of Ziegler Inc. that you are today. <laughs> Well, just uh, a note, you know, actually dad was also an introvert. Uh, he was very outgoing and his charisma on stage, uh, you know, he kind of had that on button. But at home and in, you know, private settings and situations, he was, he was quiet. You know, he was kind of always with a notebook, taking notes and working. Uh, he loved a great conversation, but uh, that was his natural state. But he also loved sharing ideas. And because he loved sharing the ideas and he had so much charisma, people would see that as just this outgoing uh, personality type. For me, that wasn't me. I, uh, you know, when I started work at the company and I started off in the warehouse and fulfillment, I was trying to support my golf habit. I thought I was going to be a professional golfer. And then that, you know, that became clear that that wasn't going to be the road. And so I moved into sales and like a lot of salespeople, I had the dreaded uh, call reluctance, you know, and so that's kind of an introverted thing. I mean, you don't want to call and interrupt somebody in the middle of their day. And uh, luckily at our time, our phone was ringing pretty good. So I didn't mind picking up the phone because I knew somebody wanted to talk. And, and uh, so I moved through sales into sales management. And then later on, uh, and really for the last, oh, I guess, 23 years now I've been the uh, the CEO, president and CEO, CEO of the company. I was actually shocked to, to hear that you, your father was an introvert. And I've been talking about this all the time, that people that you look at that you see as successful, we naturally assume that they're extroverted personalities. And it's, it's a stigma that we have that we assume that those people, because of the way they behave on stage and on their videos, they must be extroverted, that it's easy for them. And it, it's refreshing to hear that even, I would safely say somebody that's probably the most well-known and most successful salesperson on the planet was actually introverted himself. In regards to the call reluctance, you know, th there's a lot of mindset issues for, for introverts when it, when it comes to sales. And well, when it comes to anything, and I know that you spend a lot of time really focusing on mindset 
when it comes to any form of promotion and any form of speaking. And you know, you've, you've kind of mastered that for yourself. And I would really love for you to share with our audience today some of those strategies that you use to really control your mindset in regards to these activities. Yeah, I'll give you two. I'll give you one I used in sales and then one I used in, in uh, speaking. Uh, in sales, uh, of course, uh, you know, when you're, when you're an introvert, you don't feel necessarily comfortable just picking up the phone and calling the people that you don't have a relationship with. Uh, what reinforces that is the idea of rejection, right? Because if you're out there putting on the line, sometimes people are going to say no. And I didn't have uh, a mindset issue with people uh, rejecting me. You know, sometimes we confuse the rejection with the offer versus the person, right? That really wasn't my thing. I just, I just didn't like to be told no. And then I had a mindset shift as I started looking at my own performance and I realized that really every time I got a no, it was just one step closer to a yes. I had to get about six or seven no's in order to get a yes. And so I started keeping track and getting excited about the no's because it's, you know, and people talk about sales, it's a numbers game, but, it, but it's funny how that little shift of, hey, I've got this objective that I want to reach. And the more no's I get, the faster I get them, the faster I get there. One of the things that I'll talk to salesmen about, uh, salespeople, is I'll say, how would you like to have uh, a year's worth of experience in four months time? And of course, why wouldn't they? <laughs> yeah, why wouldn't you? Well, it's real easy. Make three times as many calls. I mean, it's just, it's, it's really amazing to me, you know, with, with technology and social media and connection, a lot of times we use all those as buffers to keep us from having to do the real work, which is relationship building. So just make more calls. And it's funny how you, when you make a lot of calls, you learn so much in a, in a much shorter time frame. And if you're always learning and you're always applying new things and reflecting back on what you just did, then you're raising your game just a little bit every day. So that was the first mindset shift is instead of looking at a no as a bad thing, I looked at it as just one step closer to my ultimate objective. Well, I think that's huge though, Tom. I mean, so many people are terrified of hearing the word no, terrified of getting rejected and seeing that as a reflection on themselves and taking it personally. What you, you literally have done is said, I need to hear the word no, because that's how I know I'm moving forward rather than how, you know, feeling like I'm being pushed back. Thank you for sharing that. That, that, yeah, that's great. Yeah. I'd love to hear, I'd love to hear your, your, your speaker mindset shift. And uh, just one more thing on that sales thing is when you learn to ask great questions, um, it takes all the pressure off of the, off of the no as well. And I'll give you one, this isn't a Ziegler original, but I, I listened to this uh, recently. I can't remember the author of it, but you've probably heard the, the kind of the trial close, which is, hey, on a scale of one to 10, with a 10 you're going to do business with today, how close are you to a 10? And a lot of times the prospect will say, well, I'm a six or I'm a seven. And of course, the natural follow on is, oh, okay, well, you're a six. What do we need to do to help you move from a six to a 10? I mean, that's, you know, that's closing the gap. Uh, yeah. But this guy advocated a different way to ask that question. If the, if the prospect says I'm a six, 
then you simply ask this question. Oh, a six. Well, that's fantastic. I'm just curious. Why did you rate it a six instead of a three or a four? <laughs> just flips everything. You flip everything. And then all of a sudden they will start telling you what they like about it. If they're bringing themselves to a 10 because they're actually talking themselves into why they're excited. Exactly. And for an introvert, that's a great way to do it because you can then hone in on what they really like about it and you can reinforce that. And then what they leave out is probably what their objection that's unstated is anyway. Before we jump into public speaking, let's, let's delve a little bit more into, into the sales element because I know for, for a lot of introverts, I mean, we're terrified of public speaking, we're terrified of selling, we're terrified of being rejected. These are two obstacles that we're really focused on and trying to get introverts to understand that mindset shifts is the requirement and that they truly can be successful. I mean, you're a great example of that, that you were successful in sales, you've been successful in public speaking. But let's, let's just discuss the, the concept of system because you're talking about sales strategy and, and doing specific things at different parts of sale. But you have lots of salespeople that work within your organization. You've worked with lots of corporations and you know, probably more corporations in sales than any other organization in the world. And I'm really interested in hearing from you that the top performers, the, the top 10%, do they tend to have planned presentations? Do they focus on every element of the sale and following a process? Or do they tend to have that, you know, fly by the seat of their pants kind of perspective? <laughs> you know, it's pretty clear the top 10% have a game plan. Um, you know, so they follow a system or a process. Um, you, know, you know, we talk about two, two great American baseball players, Ted Williams, probably the greatest hitter who ever lived. And he was very technical. He had a system, a process. He, he knew the physics of where his elbows should be and everything else. And then there's Mickey Mantle, who's maybe the greatest natural uh, hitter and athlete in baseball has ever seen. And he did, all he would do is hit. When people would say, how do you do it? He'd say, I don't know, I just hit. And so the, the challenge is, is, is salespeople is, you know, organizations that usually the leadership of the management will hire in the image of themselves. And the problem is if you've got a fantastic sales leader who's Mickey Mantle, who just knows how to sell, but they don't know how they do it, it's very difficult for them to teach the other. Yep, Whereas definitely. at Ted Williams, if he would get into a batting slump, he could go through the checklist and go, oh, you know, my right foot is not in the right place. And he would change his stance a little bit and he'd start hitting again. Well, at the end of their lifetime career, I think Ted Williams' uh, lifetime batting average was about 40 points, maybe a little bit more than that, higher than Mickey Mantle's. So natural ability is a gift, but the system will take you to a different level when you combine those together. Yeah, and I think that's a really important thing to, to sort of focus on because as introverts, we gravitate to the fact that we're disadvantaged because we don't have that natural gift of the gab. We can't just just hit the ball, as you said, and not th have to think about it. It's very similar to what I've been saying, that an introvert with the right system 
will always beat out their extroverted counterparts hands down because an extrovert will have their good days and their bad days based on their mood and they can't self-diagnose what's going wrong as easily where an introvert really can do that and maybe an extrovert may start to learn a sales system but an introvert will always be so much more diligent with it because it is the only way they sell. I think introverts actually have an advantage in sales. And the reason is, is if an introvert learns five or 10 key selling questions, a sales process is far better when the prospect is doing 80% of the talking. And it's easy for an introvert to get along in that scenario. All right, and I'll give you a system. So here's a mindset shift for salespeople using a system around questions. Uh, when I was in sales, we had a, uh, a guy calls me up and he says, Tom, I'm, I'm, I'm number one on my sales team. And this is the first time it's ever happened. I found the secret. And I said, well, what's the secret? He said, it's only six months into the year. I can't tell you. I got to <laughs> finish the year. So he was in an organization of 150 salespeople and they sold high-end office equipment. You know, just think of a huge printer, copier, you know, $100,000 plus machine. And so at the end of the year, he called me back and he said, I finished number one. Let me, let me share with you what he did. So this is what he did. He had a three call close. The first time he went to the company, he would look at their existing machine that they were using. He would watch how they used it. He would ask questions of the staff. The second call is he would invite them to their headquarters and demonstrate his machine that could do more than what they were currently using, right? So that was kind of the demo. The third call was the actual closing presentation where usually the uh, CFO or VP of finance, the HR director, the office manager, whoever was in charge of that piece of equipment, and maybe one or two staff who would use it, they would be in the room and he would make this presentation. And he said, Tom, here's the secret. He said, I started getting to my appointment an hour early instead of 30 minutes early. And I go, really, what did you do with the extra 30 minutes? And he said, it's easy. In our industry, we always get the same seven objections. And he said, because of my previous two conversations, I knew what their top three objections were gonna be. And so he said, what I've done is I have underlined the objections that I'm probably gonna face in the book, Secrets of Closing the Sale, which is one that my dad wrote. And he said, I've list and he said, on my recording, I have marked where your dad actually overcomes those objections on the recording. And so I get there 30 minutes early, an hour early now, but 30 minutes earlier than before. And he said, in the car, I listen to your dad overcome those objections while I read it. And I've prepared my presentation to overcome those objections before they even come up. And so here's the system and here's the mindset. The number one lesson that I ever learned from dad is input. If we can control our input, we control our output. And so what this person was doing is he was saying, in order for me to be in successful in sales, I've got to have the right sales input. And he was doing that right before he went into the, the presentation where he was going to close the business. 
and he would listen to my father say those overcoming objection phrases, but he also had a presentation planned in the system to overcome those objections before they came up. So that year he finished number one out of 150, and the previous five years he'd always finish middle of the pack, 65 or 70 out of 150. The only difference was listening to and reading how to overcome that right before he went in. That's putting the right information into your mind, which gives you that right perspective, that right attitude. In other words, he was mind modeling. He was ready for that before it happened. Look, I think that's hugely valuable because what you, I mean, what you're really saying is for an introvert, we can increase our success rates in sales by really focusing in on our script and our stories and the elements that we know that we're going to be presented with when we get to that sale. So really coming back to an introvert's key advantage is the sales process, is our script, and is preparation. It's what we put in before. This is anybody, but an introvert especially. When you have that input and then you get into the environment right away where you get to use it, your, your mind actually knows what to do. And being, you know, as an introvert myself, I'm kind of a brain nerd. Uh, that's the way the brain works. If you can mental model the presentation before it happens, no matter what happens in that presentation, what kind of questions you get, you are more equipped to handle it. Plus your confidence is so much higher. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it is. It's like doing it for the second time. Like the first time you do something, it's always going to feel uncomfortable. The second time is easy. And if you've created that in your mind the first time before you even go in, you're really just doing it, you know, again in with the customer. And I think that's, yeah, I think that's hugely powerful. And I'm 100% with you. For me, I think an introvert, you know, has a disadvantage if they don't prepare. And if they don't have a system, you know, they're horribly disadvantaged. I guess that's why we have this whole thought around having to have the gift of the gab. Because without a system and without preparation, we kind of suck at sales. But with, with a system and doing that preparation, we can, we're kind of dangerous because we can deliver exactly the same thing all the time. And because of that, it's not defined by mood. So while I'm sure, going back to your baseball analogy, you know, the, the natural would have hit the ball on their good days better than the, uh, the non-natural example, but averaging it over a career, the, the non-natural one hands down. And I, I see the exact same thing happen in sales. So I, yeah, I think that's, that's hugely valuable, Tom. Tom, I've got so many more questions I wanna ask you because I know that you've, you have, you had an interesting trajectory into speaking and you know, you were, well, you were kind of, continually pushed into and suggested that you should speak and and then now you sell from stage so I'm, i really want to go into all of the strategies that you use for that and your mindset strategies in regards to public speaking but we're, we're at we're at our time for, for session one so we might pick that up in in session two so I, I really appreciate you you coming in and sharing so much value with our listeners today and watchers today all right my pleasure so for everybody that's enjoying this uh, this segment, please make sure you go to theintrovertsedge.com forward slash Tom so you can hear the second part of this amazing information. And if you're really enjoying it, I really, really request that you please go to The Introverts Edge on iTunes, click subscribe and post a review to help more and more introverts get this amazing value. Because for us, the more introverts that hear 
this information, the more introverts will be, that will be able to be motivated to be successful in their business and in their lives. So thank you again for joining us and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Cheers. I'm Matthew Pollard, the author of The Introvert's Edge to Networking. I'm on a mission to help introverts to be proud of who we are. For the first time, you'll learn a process for networking that feels comfortable and authentic to you as an introvert. A process that doesn't feel salesy or awkward in any way. I saw at least half of my board members, three in particular that I can think of, that now are so comfortable in literally going up to people at events, all of a sudden I can see the confidence. Most of the networking books and literature out there really focus on hardcore tactics designed for extroverts. As introverts, we're different and we need to embrace that. We need a system that allows us to channel our natural introverted strengths into the networking room. You will learn how to be successful at face-to-face -face networking and a masterful online networker on your terms. It's beautifully written and it provides tremendous value. So I, I, I am honored to, to say, folks, if you haven't looked at the book, you really need to check out this guy's book. It's, it's excellent. It gives you that confidence to truly be yourself, knowing that you're going to be presenting yourself in a way that is authentic and will also really resonate with the person that you're talking with. One of the things you'll love about the Introvert's Edge to Networking is it's jam-packed full of more than 20 stories of introverts just like you. People that have likely started in much tougher spots than where you are right now and how they've leveraged the strategies that you'll be learning to obtain phenomenal career and small business success. I was about to give up on my business. The results started coming in right away. In fact, a year later, the Chamber of Commerce awarded me the business of the year. <laughs> you need to go read his book because everything he does is what people need whether they're an introvert or not. I've been fortunate to receive endorsements from some exceptional introverts like Neil Patel and Ivan Meisner, the founder of the world's largest networking group, BNI. What I love about the introvert's edge is that it talks about the things that make an introvert successful. The Introvert's Edge to Networking is going to destroy all of the barriers that you have around whether success in networking is possible for you. Now I'm up to kind of five figures, you know, triple my prices or more. It was like the deals just kept coming in and coming in and it, I mean, it was incredible. Like I had never seen anything like it before. I was able to triple my revenue and that's happened within six months. We've gone from 10 million a year to 20 million a year. I wrote The Introvert's Edge to Networking after the success of the first in the Introvert's Edge series, which focused on sales. I decided that it was just as important, perhaps even more so, that we had a networking book that was designed to help us as introverts dominate in the networking room and in online networking that was specifically written for us. So if you're an introvert, don't delay. Head to theintrovertsedge.com forward slash networking to get access to the first chapter of my new book completely for free today.